Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues Session 3 of the five-part Living the Dream series, entitled The Potiphar Test. This series was taught at the Victory Worship Center in Harrogate, Tennessee. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick opened by reviewing session 2 and then read his text taken from Genesis chapter 39, verses 7 through 12. Then he brought us the first two of four statements about purity, including defining for us the difference between sin and iniquity. On this broadcast, he'll bring us two more statements about purity and teach us the first two of five things we need to know about impurity, including two ways that the devil works. And now, here's Brother Rick. And when you know what they really taste like, how many of you know they need to go back to the drawing board? They ain't got it yet. Because the imitation don't work. I don't like imitation jelly, but even worse, I don't like imitation people. And neither does God. God can't use you if you're full of hot air. Amen? So purity defines your character, and character is who you are in the dark. See, purity is a foundation issue. And if the foundation goes bad, the house will fall. When you're talking about purity and character, you got to understand charisma and talent may take you there, but character keep you there. You got to be who you say you are. And uh, here's a problem: God only proves our character by judging our purity. Remaining pure is what makes you useful. You know, I've traveled all over the world. I've drunk out of every kind of conceivable vessel. That you can imagine. They have different things in different countries. It's kind of funny sometimes. You know, you go to Kenya and you order Coca-Cola. They put it in a plastic bag. Zip it up. Sell it and give it to you. You hold up the plastic bag and bite the corner out. That's the way you drink in Kenya. When you bite the corner, you better want some Coke. They don't put no lid back on here. Here comes all of it. In fact, I quit drinking coffee because... It's too tricky. I don't know how to drink it in that plastic bag without just getting drenched with hot coffee. I've drunk out of gourds. I've even drunk in some fancy places. I know that y'all don't think I'm cultured, but I've been in some fancy places. I've been in places where the china cup's so tiny you can't get your finger in it. See, it's amazing to me. The more expensive it is, the less accommodating it is. So you got these little old cups and you got your finger like this, you know, and it's about the size of that hole that's in the middle. And I don't care if it's this or a gourd or a plastic bag. only thing I want it to be is free of cockroaches. And so does God with you. He doesn't care whether you're a Tupperware or earthenware. He don't care if you're a skillet, pot, or pan. One thing he does care is how pure in heart are you. Are you listening to me? God wants you pure. He's not looking for perfection. He knows you're a marred vessel. But he wants you to be a pure marred vessel and what you got to understand is one of the ways we show our purity is in how we steward our own appetites and our own body and our own sexual desires I'll give you a little point about Joseph's situation Joseph had to remain pure when he was being pursued by a woman with no character it's a little thing the Lord dropped in my spirit years ago and I'll drop it to you this morning The second look is lust. 
I'm going to deal with lust this morning. I'm going to talk about true stuff. <laughs> okay? So just go ahead and wiggle around if you need to and get that out of you. Because I want to talk about some of the struggles we have with things like lust. And what Joseph is teaching us is he's teaching us how to live with some of the very struggles we face on a daily basis. See, purity not only defines my character. Here's the third thing I want to give you. Purity proves your faithfulness. The Bible says, if you have not been faithful with that that is another man's, how shall I give you your own? Another thing the Lord dropped in my spirit years ago is, when you're looking upon someone else other than your companion, you're looking upon something that belongs to another. If you can't be faithful with that that belongs to another, the Bible says he can't give you your own. Joseph was being called on to prove his faithfulness to Potiphar by how he would treat Potiphar's wife and steward his own sexual feelings. See, we've got to learn to steward our appetites as well as steward others' possessions because true stewardship requires both stewarding myself and stewarding others' possessions. And 1 Corinthians 4, 2 says, Moreover, it's required of a steward that a man be found faithful. So as sure as purity... When tested and proven prepares you for promotion, the purity or lack thereof will disqualify you from your dream. And there's so many people that get to where they're going and are not who they need to be when they get there. And one of the prayers of my heart that I've prayed many, many times is, Lord, do not promote me past my development. To pray, you ought to pray. Lord, don't ever lift me up past where I'm able to stand. Because it's important. Understanding the cause and effect of impurity, I believe, can help save your destiny and possibly your soul. So I want to look at this. Number one, impurity begins in the eyes and not in the heart. Since the eye is the gateway to the soul, we got to deal with it in the gate so we don't have to deal with it in the yard. <laughs> Amen. How many of you know you let it in the gate, it's in the yard? So you have to deal with it when it's in the I stage notice what Genesis 39 7 says about Potiphar's wife she cast a longing eye towards Joseph how many of you know what you look at you will eventually try to possess in fact you can go down to the store and you don't even need it you don't even need it but you go in and you think I think I'm going to go look at barbecue grills and you can go over and look at a barbecue grill, and after a while, even though you got a good grill at the house, as you look at it, something inside says, you know, you ought to get you a new grill. You ought. That's why I get so nervous when my wife says, I'm going to go in this mall and just look around. Boy, I grab a hold of my bill for you. You know why? Because you can't just look around. I told her the other day, I said, if you save me any more money, we're going to be broke. <laughs> and she's always said, I think I'm looking around. Boy, this is a saving. I saved you some money, she'll say. <laughs> it's all in how you view it, I guess. I thought she cost me something. But the point I'm making is, if you look, you're going to eventually purchase. Stop it in the eyes. 
It's important. Let's go a little bit further. The eyes have to be controlled by the spirit, not the mind. Well, this is important because see the old flesh says, look as long as you ain't buying. And if you listen to your mind, I was dealing with some alcoholics for a number of years. There's about 25 guys that I kind of helped and poured my life into, and we called it my brother's keeper. Because how many of you know when God asked Cain about your brother, and he said, am I my brother's keeper? The answer is yes. In case you ever wanted to know the answer to that question, you are your brother's keeper. And so we had this group, and I remember one of them saying to me, Pastor Rick, when will I be able to trust myself? I said, hopefully to God and you, never. Because the day you trust yourself, I had to come get you out of a ditch. Listen to me. In your flesh dwelleth no good thing. And if you think you'll come to a place to where you can think your way through what your eyes trying to take in, you have missed it. That's why it says to be carnally minded is death got to be spiritually minded and what you got to understand is if you look you're going to buy and if you don't control it with your spirit you're going to look i'm trying to help you a little look at your neighbor and say he's trying to help us now here's the next thing you need to understand impurity opens the door for deception impurity opens the door for deception because what happens inside of us is we think we can handle certain levels of stuff I will never know you again, fooling yourself. You're opening the door to deception. Listen to what James tells us in James 1, 14 through 16. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust. Everybody say lust. And enticed. And when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. <laughs> James is saying, don't open the door to your lust because lust won't quit with lust. It will conceive sin. And sin won't quit till you're a dead man. And then he says, don't err about this. Look at your neighbor and say, don't err. Now listen to me. You've got to understand some things about how the devil works. He likes to work in the dark, number one. The darker it is, the better he likes it. In fact, Jesus himself speaking said, I come not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. He said, but men like darkness better than light. Because their deeds are evil. See, what you got to understand is honesty and accountability will keep the light on in your life. You got to be honest. And one of the things I try to do in my life is I try to keep myself accountable to people. And can I tell you, accountability is only as good as you make it. You got to, you got to have people feel free to challenge you. And can I tell you about honesty and accountability? It ought to start with your companion. I tell my wife, occasionally ask me these questions. <laughs> now, see, I live a lot of my life in a motel. How many of you know a motel room is a smutty place? And all kinds of spirits there before you got there. Number two, they pump in every kind of garbage you can imagine. So I tell my wife, ask me how I'm doing with the television. I mean television. Ask me how I'm doing. Keep me accountable. Why? Because I love you. And even though I'm a man of God, how many understand I'm a man first? And so I make myself accountable to people. And honesty and openness will keep the light on in your life. 
Don't let the devil lay the first brick in a fence to separate you from people. When, when I feel him building a wall, I get me a sledgehammer and I tear it down. I try to stay as transparent. I try to share as many failures as I can possibly share with people. Why? Because my feet still made out of clay and they stink. And when I think that I'm somebody that's raised above, I'll get the image, I'll stand behind the wall, and I'll live a lie in deception. Don't let him put the first brick for you to have behind. Be transparent and be honest and be accountable. John says this, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we'll have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When I was a kid, I learned this principle because my father used to take me groundhog hunting in the coal mines. And he always had a flashlight, and it wasn't worth a nickel. He had to beat it on his hand to get the thing to come on. You ever had one like that? And it was a little thing, but he wouldn't let you touch it. In fact, when I was a kid, come here, Dave. When I was a kid, he would say to me, you don't need the light, boy. Just put your finger through that belt loop there in the back. Just run your finger through a belt loop. And this is the way he would lead me through the darkest coal mine in Harlan County. And did you know in that darkness... I was imagining every kind of rattlesnake. You know, there's snake in them there woods. And I'm scared of snakes. Did I mention that? And I would walk in the light as he was in the light. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.